they yeah. did a lot of work. Then they came back and they were like, okay, check it out. We were like, damn, this is a much better presentation of the vision for well, performance. Do you think we're down phase right now? I think so. I think we are almost out of it. I think we're in the middle of it. I think we're in the early yeah. middle of it is what I think. I think it's going to be, again, don't take what Sim says and go, this is a fact. No, it's speculation. It's speculation. Yeah. Based, it's not Disney confirmed. No, it's an, it's an educated guess based on my past experience. Nothing more. The calm met them like an old friend. Each of the Pathfinders had thought about how this adventure would change things for them. Each chapter in the Chronicle would showcase their travels and the hurdles they would overcome. But one question remained. Could their efforts help change the world of Vera and usher in a new age for this fabled planet? Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. Joined today by our returning Pathfinders, let's welcome back Daedalus. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back Half Tilt. Good afternoon, everybody. And welcome back Pasha. Pasha. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back. And half till we're going to keep those ninja loot statements to a minimum today. If anybody remembers last week when it was just him and I on the show, unbelievable. He's all like, anybody remember? No. Well, if, if you don't, I encourage you to catch a short over on Ashes HQ because, well, uh, the community might have framed that moment, especially for you all. I don't really understand why I let these things continue, but friends. We've got a hell of a show today because we've got a nice full cast of Pathfinders. But as always, we got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, community curated website for Ashes of Creation. Also, a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's uh, flames bolstering greater week after week, friends. Um, let's see here. No iTunes reviews to read today, but if you'd like to leave us a review over there, it'd be greatly appreciated. And if you leave a comment along with that review, we'll read it here on the show. Um, also we will play messages if you leave them at one five, three, nine, six, six, four, six, eight, zero, one. And if you want to go the other way of not doing the voicemail thing, you can shoot us an email over at ashespathfinders at gmail.com that pathfinder grunt out there somewhere will get it to us whenever they they can and you know it better be quick otherwise i'm gonna catch the damn boot um look got a couple quick announcements uh, over at ashes hq right number one uh we have got a new game guide up uh, this one is specific to uh talking about the economy we're doing a follow-up next week uh, talking about a regional market. So if you're curious about how those systems work uh, around that game pillar of the economy, definitely go check that out. Um, and remember, last week I talked about how we got a like intro video up on the uh, YouTube for Ashes HQ. This one's sort of a outline of like, what is Ashes HQ? What's the Pathfinder podcast? All-encompassing of all the things you see there. But more importantly, this is also a welcome in to any of the newcomers to the community. 
So, you know, if you want to kind of, you know, show the community, uh, you know, a nice welcome, go leave a comment there, kind of, you know, tell them what they can expect in the community, welcome them in, you know, um, give them a good old hammers up at hello and join us and, and stuff and things. So I've been encouraging people to do that because I think that specific video is a really good place for that to give people an idea of what the Pathfinder show community is about, what the Ashes fam is about, and what what they can kind of expect from the community members that do, again, sort of um, gather around the central flame here, friends. A um, couple other things before we really dig into discussion with the cast. Uh, the Intrepid team posted that they've got a uh, some more emotes on the Ashes of Creation Discord. So you can join over there, discord.gg forward slash Ashes of Creation. Yeah, that's where you'll be able to get access to all of these emotes to use on Discord. Um, they got the the one I like right there is the rip one, which is like a pile of dust underneath it, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that, that's, that one stood out to me too. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Favorite one by far. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I got the one with like the, the, um, the hand or the the wing up and it's like got this like fingers crossed sort of thing going on which is pretty awesome yeah. um is, is that the one that you put behind your back when you say you're not a ninja looter <laughs> congratulations <laughs> yeah. friends we made it about three minutes in from the start of the show before after <laughs> got his uh got his uh anyway go 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 to the actual fruit man I, 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 I've got nothing to say about this, right? We're just going to get rid of that because I feel like it's, I don't really, doesn't feel like that work. Something so innocently showcased for the community to let them know about things that they can look forward to and wh whatever. I can show, I'm trying to I don't, advocate for a game and here I get this, anyway, whatever. It explains why we only ever see one hand. <laughs> it's you're, enough. When you're talking, it's, right? it's enough out of you. What they need to do is they need to make a right and a left wing so I could be like this. Just be like <laughs> this behind my back or whatever. It looks like the wings are... Anyway. Um, Fan Friday was pretty cool. Did y'all see this, by, by the way? That's pretty sick. From Cynical Bean um, on the Ashes of Creation uh, socials. They posted this on Friday to Fan Friday. This was sick. Now, you can't see the rest of it here. But if you look at it, there you can kind of see it on the bottom of the leg there. Uh, but this is really cool, man. It's kind of got like this, um, I don't know, uh, kind of gives me harpy vibes a bit. But the, yeah. the, the feet are like trunks or branches that sort of like roots sort of going down. It's pretty cool. It's like, what if... Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. This is fantastic. If you look behind oh, Daedalus oh, oh. there, y'all remember that tree thing we talk about with the, yeah, the tree, the burning tree, right? Mm -hmm. That we've had theories around, like, seems very likely this is where the Avatar of the Phoenix died, you know, tree sprouting from the ashes. This was a pretty cool interpretation of that. I thought if that's what they were going for. Um, it's, it's really got that vibe to it, for sure. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, this is what I've been sort of rushing to get to, though. <laughs> God, they just on their socials every now and again. Obviously, go check these things out in the places they've been we've been discussing. But can yo, what about that? I got I got the panoramic styled view of this art asset. I, I love it. They they just subtly go and change it out. 
on the banner of their discord on the header of their social media they drop little chunks pieces of it on their instagram every so often this one gentlemen thoughts speculation so good <laughs> i mean i just imagine like riding on my steed over a hill then seeing the mist and seeing this like come into the horizon i'm like damn this is, oh, this is nice. the, yeah, this is I can see myself ninja looting Sim like at the base of that building right there. <laughs> the real ninja <laughs> looter reveal that he's already looted off everybody yeah. else. There's no like, loot. Just, hey, just, and your care is your character name going to be called Karma? <laughs> no. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Contemplating ideas <laughs> i thought he would go with something more on the nose like pilfer <laughs> really <laughs> there's a there's a freaking short on youtube of you too daedalus going why can't like stop laughing daedalus stop laughing it's not that funny the ninja loot thing yeah unbelievable paladin brother from another <laughs> mother my ass <laughs> <laughs> but i I, I get like we were talking earlier that this kind of has a, a Vec vibe to it. And yeah. you look at the two uh, stone pillars going up into the sky. Yeah. And, and that just screams some type of um, like antenna uh, energy channeling uh, type device. You can see a lot of engravings on there too. So I'm wondering if it has something to do with a gateway or communicating with the stars in some way, shape, or form. Very much get sure. that vibe. And that mm. leaks so much speaks into Vec, aside from the architecture style, which looks Vec as well. You know, one thing that strikes me the most in this in this art, and like, it's not the first time that they do something like that, is mm -hmm. that the building is so freaking huge compared to like the flora around it. And I hope they go for that vibe in the game with like huge buildings, huge bosses, give you that epic mm -hmm. feel. Because like there there are too many games that like go for um, you know more realistic sized buildings and everything seems small and like the trees are a little too small as well and the world feels small, but like with a building like that, you can see how huge this world can be. Yeah, the scale between those trees that you see it's like those aren't those aren't little shrubs, man. Yeah, they're not. Those bushes. are definitely trees, man. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. When you look at the scale of that, it's like, that's not a, that is like a landmark, homies. Look at it up, perched up on like a hillside too, or, yeah. or mountain range. I can't tell because of all the, it, it feels like it could be a mountain because of the damn clouds and how low they are. Mm -hmm. I'm like, God bless, dude. You imagine like just rolling around on mountaintops and you come up to this thing, just reaching up to the heavens. That would be awesome. That's Vec, man. That is the kind of Vec I'm talking about. But I like that this, you know, when I think of it like uh, the the Freehold, there was like this Freehold cosmetic that was released like two years ago now, like two years or something. Mm -hmm. Right? I remember it. And the structure sort of had like this stone sort of structure to it. And it kind of had yeah. this reaching kinda up. Like a moon temple. Yeah. Reaching from the moon. yeah. And they were getting those vibes again. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. So I, I can't quite make it out what it is, mm. but look in the left side about ha mid mid picture. Oh, um, that's a there's dragon. a shadow there. It looks very dragon esque. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. But or or maybe Phoenix. I like I don't know. But it point. looks it looks massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I I didn't even notice it until you said it. Half yeah, tilt. Same. And you go into There's more. I've got to I've got to share this for the people that are hanging out here right now. If you go into our Discord, discord.gg forward slash Samorg, go to the Ashes discussion channel. In there, Frozen had actually posted a a, a sort of zoomed in shot of what y'all are talking about. And if you go to zoom in right there, it's like directly to the left of where it looks like there's a fork in that tower where the fork starts. Mm-hmm. If you go directly to the left, at you'll see uh, you'll you'll see a hint of it there. But go into our Discord and take a look at that. He's zoomed in on it. You can legit see it. That looks straight up dragon, straight up dragon, man. Right? I will actually link it here for y'all too in chat. The specific link, and I'm gonna post it in in stream. If y'all are going, I can't see this, Sim. I'm listening to it on the way to work. That's why I encourage y'all to be here when I'm live, homies. Because when we go live, you miss out on the visual things that you otherwise would see. And this is cool. Oh, yeah, that is a dragon. Isn't it? God damn. Right? Yeah. It's out there in the distance, man. And we saw the scale of these in the uh, alpha phases as well. That is just, man, that's something else right there, y'all. That's something else. It's a hell of an image. I'm kind of wondering where in the world we'd find this, though. You know? Gotta go back to that map and do some theory crafting and speculating. I was about to go back on the map right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Been over that one so many times now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I wonder if it's like a weather control type building. Because you notice like it's very rainy, misty, but you got the sun trying to break through the clouds here. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, well, shit, we can't always be here live, Sim. It's okay, Imp. You're forgiven. It's fine. No worries, man. I don't hold it against you often, just, just right now, when you are here, because that makes the most sense, right? What? Anyway, moving on. It's a beautiful scene. It really is. Oh, man. I, I love these, though, because there's another one. I'm going to see if I can do this real quick. If I can, let me see if I can find the other one to throw in here that I also picked up not too long ago. Hopefully it doesn't just completely, the perspective doesn't, there you go. There it is. It doesn't fit perfectly centered because it's slightly smaller to scale, but you all can kind of see this one too, right? Look at that. Yeah. This is the one that was released, I think last month and it's got the corruption vibes going on. All of these really nice, like panoramic views, these like really just beautiful, art scenes that we've showcased these things man i I probably out of everything we see every month these small little things that they really don't even talk about on their streams they just subtly just throw up there these are probably some of my favorite uh ashes uh releases regularly because i just love art like this it just yeah me too it's beautiful and it's just so nice keeps you hooked does keeps you hooked while they're being like quiet working on a game fixing bugs and stuff like that mm-hmm. absolutely it does so anyway friends i encourage you all to just you know when you when you're over there browsing around on social media just take a little look at those headers every now and again you'll notice they change them pretty regularly and they're just really nice man one of my favorites for sure but um gentlemen 
that was our little graphic tease. We've got our, we don't have any guild gatherings to talk about. We don't have any dev discussions, right? We've already hit up a lot of the lore stuff, but in catching up, I do want to, I do want to uh, sort of like get your perspective. Now, Daedalus, you weren't here for about a week, right? Posh, it's been about a month, right? Mm -hmm. We've missed having you on here. If anybody's like, oh man, we miss seeing some of the old homies. I'm doing my best to get some of the old homies on before we get done this year. So we got Faisal coming on, I believe, the 12th uh, week from today. We'll see if we can't find another one of our OGs to bring on again, maybe for the leading up, man, towards the end of this year here. It'd be good times. It would be good times. Um, I haven't seen Faisal in such a no, long time. What is work. he, like 12 now? <laughs> Do you think he has an actual chair now? We got to clip that one. I need this, please. <laughs> 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 good old Faisal man we love Faisal but he's had so much going on with his work his work schedule and stuff and I was like hey dude whenever you can drop back on by we you know had a subtle you know we had a subtle discussion around him and his bunny ways a couple weeks ago and it just felt you know <laughs> if you're gonna talk about him gotta gotta try to bring him in when you can true true right so Pasha, man, uh, we, I think, okay, hold on here. I think we had you on before the 24-hour live stream or after? Before. I thought so. Yeah, it was before the 24-hour yes. live stream. There were a few lore entries. We've discussed them here. Mm -hmm. um, since mm -hmm. Pasha's been away for, like, for the most time, I kind of want to go sit back to around that time. Last time you were here, think about the 24-hour, think about the things that have been released. Anything that's really piqued your interest really stood out for you since like the last time for me it's the like you said the lore bits from the 24 hour it really yeah. piqued my interest um i loved it it was a little like the last one where it felt good but still not like professional writing but like i liked the ideas that were being thrown like that were like hidden between like behind those lore bits and mm -hmm. i really liked it i love the creativity in the like all these ideas that steven has and that they're bringing to life and yeah. like those 24 hour like uh pathfinders slash dnds that they're doing that's that it just makes everything better cuz i'm a lore nerd i don't have a life i don't have friends i just have lore <laughs> so i'm so happy when i see it yeah did you by chance get to watch the Minecraft competition? I didn't. No. It's probably probably not not bad. Um, I got to help uh judge part of that. Nice. Margaret led with the ninja loot bullshit though, you know that? You believe it? <laughs> I didn't, but that makes my day, man. <laughs> I can die happy now. <laughs> <laughs> thought you might enjoy that. Thought I'd just throw that out there. She's a true champion for the people, I think. Right? Because that wasn't for me. No. That, that was, was for all people. of you. That was for literally all yeah. of That was literally for everyone else. <laughs> yep. I gotta love her though, man. She, you know, hey, they've been they've been getting back in the studio. Uh I am I'm very, very curious about what's to come. But you know the systems component, right? That they talked about that Steven's been making. We we had some speculation around Unreal Engine five and all this stuff and the kind of like mm -hmm. some theories and stuff. I'm feeling more and more confident about it. I really am. I am I I I'm in my gut, y'all. I, I go and I look at everything the past three months or so. Actually, I go back to when testing ended and I go and look at everything they shared. 
everything they talked about. I, I get this feeling and the people may or may not like hearing this, but I have a very confident feeling we're about to have a similar experience to what we did at the end of that first APOC phase, which y'all probably remember when things came down for a good bit there and they did a lot of work. Then they came back and they were like, okay, check it out. We were like, damn, this is a much better presentation of the vision for performance. We're down phase right now. I think so. I think we are almost out of it. I think we're in the middle of it. I think we're in the early middle of it is what I think. I think it's going to be, again, don't take what Sim says and go, this is a fact. No, it's speculation. It's speculation. It's not Disney confirmed. It's an an educated guess based on my past experience. Nothing more. Okay. You only know it's a fact. (laughs) Imps in chat going, it's a fact. It's a fact. You're here to hear. I'm like, no. And Pasha, what the hell? (laughs) He's like, it's a fact, Clement. No, it's not. (laughs) Damn it. But it feels the same. It does feel the same, right? Uh, The difference is uh, the consistency and delivery um, of the live streams and and what they've shown on streams is much more polished now, but it feels that way. Because we ended middle of August, right? September, October, November, three and a half, almost coming up on four months, right? Yeah. We're almost up on four months. This feels feel like it's been four months. I know. I bet it doesn't for them either. I bet the time's gone like that when they're hard at work on something. So I see you're going to go a lot of reiteration upon systems, combat, things are not being shown because they're reworking things. It's a damn good time if you're going to try to integrate into something like Unreal 5. It is. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I also think to myself, there's another game recently that's been taken over. There's another game that's going to be on Unreal Engine 5 as well. Not saying there's a reason to compete here, but Arcage is going to be going to Unreal Engine 5. Cacao Games took Arcage, and it's like, why are we talking about Arcage? Look, Steven played the shit out of Arcage. He loved that yeah. game. Right, we're and not going to the features from Ashes of Creation. Absolutely, and like it's it's arcade yeah. spat out in a better way, much better way. Yeah, yeah. Cacao Games now is acquired, right? Arcade. If you all don't know this, it's currently being redelivered yet again. The no pay to win, quote unquote, pay to win formula with um, a monetization model that they believe it should have been from the beginning, right? With uh, Anyway, don't worry. I've been talking and yapping about it. I've gotten a lot more hate on my first video about like more lies, question mark. I like posted stuff around this, got spat back some info. People, it's interesting to, I think it's an interesting gauge to go and see where people land on different MMORPGs and where they're at because this is your audience, man. This is the Ashes of Potential, Ashes of Creation audience. There's a lot of people that are here because they used to love Arcage too. There's a lot of people that felt similar to that Steven did. I played Arcage in Alpha, right? It's now, it, it went from what? Tryon to um, Gamigo, and now it's over yeah. to Cacao. Right? So that third change or second changeover? Third changeover? Second? Second major one, right? And it's third time it's being with the publisher since it came to the NA, right? So, Arcage had a lot of potential. I played it in alpha. 
it, it had a very amazing future from my perspective. The monetization model in the cash shop ruined it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then when Gamigo took it over. Yeah. yeah well, it didn't get any better. Yeah. It, it didn't get any better. And also, like, the game was already somewhat old at this point. Yeah. Like, it's hard to get new players into an MMO if it's mm-hmm. already looking old. Yes. And super reinforced to cater to the Eastern audience with a well right well focused which is why you see where it's at now which it's like go farm a bunch of stuff dump it into a set of gear that you've had forever now this will carry you a long way it, crafting felt very irrelevant when i went and tried our arcade chained so i even saw on the discord we're bringing it back to ashes why is this relevant uh someone posted steven in the arcade discord answering questions he still i believe cares about this game even if he doesn't Right. It's got it's got a fondness, right? The White Order was a massive guild in Arc Age, right? He led this guild. This was his community for a long time. Right. I have a lot of annoyance towards what's happened with Arc Age, right? Fundamentally, I go back, I still have a lot of appreciation for its potential, right? For for what it could have been. It, there were a lot of things about that game that were positive, right? There's a lot of things about a lot of different MMORPGs are positive. The developers, like a lot of them liked it. They're probably going to jump back in. They're probably going to play it. I think he was even joking on Discord about how like, he's like, I'll probably take me forever to get to level 20, but I'll check it out. You got to check it out, right? Because what if, what if Kakao Day Games does something positive with this? They're going to need to if they want to deliver Arcage 2. And Arcage 2 is going to be in Unreal Engine 5. It's important to pay attention to what's going on with this game because this is potential future competition. So, isn't it Cacao Games though that made Black Desert that pay to win mess? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think so. A lot of people would so, agree with that. Like fundamentally, these things did happen, right? Yeah. I, I am very reluctant about my enthusiasm. I did transfer my account over. Don't ask me when or if I'll even bother playing, but I'm keeping an eye on it for good reasons. Yeah, true. And right. honestly, they, they do need to compete. And if it's not even for Ashes, for um for Arcage, just look at all these massive or massively successful studios that are actually mm. working on MMOs right now. You got ZeniMax working on a brand new MMO and a brand new IP. And sure, ESO is not for everyone, but it's still a massively successful game. The combat isn't for me, but like it isn't for most people playing ESO and ZeniMax knows it. Matt Ferrer knows it and they're working f- and they said on their website, we learned a lot from ESO. Yeah. Now we're making, and he said himself, like it's not a real MMO. And now he's working on his real MMO. So, like, you got them, then you got Riot Games that released Arcane on Netflix. By the way, go watch it. It's one of the best. It is really good, dude. It's absolutely fantastic. And they got League of Legends, which is not my type of game. Right. But they got a pre-established universe with millions upon millions of fans. And they're making an MMO right now. MMORPG might be, right? Yeah, like yeah, they said MMORPG. Yep. 
And so, like, I feel like we're heading into a new golden age of MMOs, hopefully. And Ashes of Creation is, in my heart, I truly believe that Ashes of Creation started this trend of yeah. making MMOs uh, a, a viable idea. A viable idea because they, they show that, that you can rile people up and you can hype them up for MMOs, that it's not dead in everyone's heart. Right. The boomers we are that grew up on WoW and older MMOs we're not dead yet, and we still have yeah. a lot of money to spend. <laughs> More than we had before, Whoa, probably. Can I have some of that money? <laughs> <laughs> Hook me up, man. Sim, go ninja loot some of that for me. <laughs> I mean, this is becoming a thing now to where I, I sort of have this thing. Every time I watch Nash's live stream, I count how many times Steven trolls Margaret or someone else, usually Margaret, or, or people in chat. And it's usually a minimum of five times. Pretty regularly, I might count because I'm like, seems pretty prominent. It's usually around five, right? I feel like we're going to get into this thing where it's like, how many times can they find a really good jab at the ninja loot thing that's really well done that we feel like is award worthy half tilt? You get maybe 0.5 right now. Got to do better, man. Like last All week. Right. <laughs> that, that was a good setup it was a good make one though it, make it youtube short worthy i was like shit that's that was good i was like that was well done i didn't see that one coming so yeah they do need to compete and even though unreal 4 is a great okay webcam how about that's you focus okay. on me fine don't focus on me the listeners won't notice it's okay yeah exactly they don't they they're they don't care about my stupid face like even though unreal 4 looks great unreal 5 gives so much opportunities for the world of physics and all of that and even though it's an mmo it can't be like as optimized and as good looking as a single player mm -hmm. they need to compete with those triple a studios that are coming out with mmos they need to yeah that that's the hard part is an MMO is no small undertaking. It's not the next battle royale. It's not just a reskin yeah. sports game or, mm -hmm. or anything of th those types, right? Like there's a huge, huge investment because so many different game elements come into it for a small studio financially to play the game. Mm -hmm. They, they got to go a long way. If they're going to be successful though, they have to deliver a product that's better than what the AAA studios are pushing out because they can push it out for a quick turn uh, return on investment. That, that that's what we've seen so much of, especially you, you look at like new world or anything like that. It's prime example, rush this to market so right. that we can get a return on yeah. our investment and, and get some money back to our shareholders. Maybe they'll have something else down the line that they spend more time on. I don't know, but for a small studio to you to ever gain that relevance they have to come up with an ip that is going to drive enough just ambition from people to be like hey i need to go try this like i'm hooked on this and ashes and intrepid has done that mm -hmm. so if we can see other small studios kind of come up behind and whether they're going to be a major competition for ashes or not it's great to see that breath of fresh air being breathed back into the mmo genre yeah, and it's, one thing. Oh, go ahead, Pacha. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, one thing I would add to that, and and one thing that I see as different at this point in time with Intrepid and some of these other studios coming out with things, I just feel like there's a consistent um, issue with 
like just let's use New World as an example, right? Um, just as you said, they rushed it to market. It wasn't a done game. It continues to suffer like major issues. And it was the focus was just making money. It wasn't making a good game. And consistently the messaging has been from Intrepid and they've delivered on that is their focus on making a good game. Uh, and I very rarely see that in this day and age, especially in the MMO genre. I mean, there's other studios that have done it in other you know types of gaming experiences, but MMOs, I'm very skeptical for pretty much anything that's out there MMO-wise, because all I see is these guys are looking for dollar signs. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with making money. I mean, you have a business, you got to make money, but it shouldn't be your top priority. Your top priority would be doing something that people will enjoy. Because if you do that and you really focus on that versus making sure you have a really good working cash shop and everything else falls by the wayside or pushing something to market so you can start making money on it, mm -hmm. that seems to me like it's either bad planning or it's an underestimation of what it takes to make a good MMO. And uh, MMORPG, for that matter. So, you know, in my opinion, I think that's a lot of what is missing from some of these other MMOs is heart. And uh, and I I'm really less skeptical with Intrepid because of their consistency and kind of showcasing their heart. And mm -hmm. so I would I would say that as honestly as a challenge to anyone that's looking to compete in this market. Yeah, it's it's definitely got to be about heart. It's not going to be about a bottom line, right? The bottom line will come if you've got the heart to begin with. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree with that, too. Man, it, it, it's long term planning versus short term, right? It, well, I can't remember the name of that book now. I, 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 at least here in Canada, every high schooler read it. But it, the quote was, if you build it, they will come. It was a baseball, old school baseball book. I can't remember. The build name of Dreams. That's build the one. Dreams. That's the one. This is MMO of Jeeves. Here you go. But that that's exactly it, right? Like if you build a great game, you will make more money in the long term than one of these quick cash grab games where you get a bunch of people to buy into it right away and then all disappear. Just that bad press, that bad press is sure New World. I'll, I'll pick on that one as an example right now. Yeah. That one's just a, a, a one-time purchase. You buy the base game and you go. But because of how bad I've heard it been, despite several people being like, oh, hey, it's a lot of fun in the early levels. Come join. Come play with us. I'm just like, no, uh, it's not worth the, the 80 bucks to me or whatever it is. So I don't. Whereas a good game might be a little bit slower to get that ball rolling, but they're going to last a long time. Wow is a good example of that. How long mm -hmm. did they last? Because they started the, the game started out really well. And we can sit here and debate where it's gone over the years, but it started out really well. It built a huge player base. People wanted to play it. And the people that were playing it got their friends and more people to come play it. And it was in tremendously successful because of that long-term focus. Just, just build a great game and they will come. Yeah. And you could feel the heart in WoW. What, like I was a Warcraft player and once I started playing WoW, I felt like I was in the actual world of Warcraft. Like, I right. felt like I could be, I was one of those characters that yeah. you could see top down. I was one of them. And it was awesome. And ESO, you can now feel the heart. When it came out, I could not feel it. It was a dead, cold right. husk. 
But like now with the latest expansion, like, geez, there's a lot of heart in that game. Yeah, I agree. Final Fantasy 14. Same. Swator had a lot of heart, but like it's now a cash cow and it's only yeah. alive because of role players. But like there are games that all have heart, and just because of it, they're still alive today. Even though Swator, Star Wars Republic, is still just a cash cow now, they're still making a lot of money from it because at, at its base, it was a good game with a lot of heart in it. You know, another game with a lot of heart with a dedicated fan base, Lord of the Rings Online. Game that doesn't have a massive player base in comparison to something like World of Warcraft, but it's also not, mm -hmm. you know, been developed at the same sort of rate comparatively. At a certain point, it's sort of like plateaued and kind of maintained plateau, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, Retail WoW is like, you know, they're always doing something. But there's even like announcements now for like a, a graphics updates, which if you don't know about this, it's been rumor reeling stuff going on, a little small uh, things have been dropped around that. And Amazon, if I'm not mistaken, has also, I think, acquired. I think, long, I'm pretty sure they acquired it recently. Um, so there's like some plans. I think the reason is, and probably reason for some of the graphics updates and stuff. And there was a content update recently for that as well. Um, but it's like they've got the universe for the show, right? September next year, 2022, is the, the expected release date of that show. They've also, uh, and they're teeter-tottering on this one, got the rights for the Tolkien universe for an MMORPG. It got shut down. It, I heard that, but then also there was a document that was like found about two weeks later to where like there's there's something i forget what it was renfell found on the elephant podcast we looked at it but but since that it was like it seemed like maybe they still might be doing it but there's nothing we've heard since then so question mark maybe it last last time they talked about it no i don't know maybe they went the route of like hey let's take lord of the rings online and beef it up and like bolster around it the game's still solid foundationally, and it is. Maybe remaster it. Maybe, Maybe. Just, like remake it, remaster it. Yeah. It's a great game. Make yeah. it modern in terms of gameplay and yeah. systems, and it can be a fantastic game. It's Lord yeah. of the Rings. It's Middle Earth. Right. You can't go wrong with it. Very true. So, yeah, it's important to look at to all these games and see what's going on. Um, so there was a, a really great question that was posed. We're going to shift to Ash's specific stuff. We pulled some stuff from the forums. Um, we got some talking points here from Daedalus. Um, winner's coming up, and I saw this posted on the Ashes of Creation uh, Twitter uh, recently, you know, which every winter we get a nice little little blurb and some little visuals, you know, happy holidays and all that. And, you know, we look at winter in Ashes of Creation, and I look around and we see the events that are going on, something we revisit. And we've already talked about how seasons changing and stuff like that could impact combat question mark. We'll see. But I look around and I see the, you know, the winter events that tend to play out in a lot of games. And I'm always a big fan. I always thought what world of Warcraft did was really great. Um, are there anything specifically that as time has continued to move forward, we think about with ashes and go, man, you know, they could capitalize on this in the winter time. Any thoughts? You know, definitely weather effects, I guess. Just like a really kind of doubling down on that. And maybe like regions that like throughout the year maybe have different climates might have, you know, 
a winter type of cycle. I think having seasons is something they've talked about off and on since Kickstarter. And so I would love to see that be mm-hmm. a thing. Right. Um, you were talking about events. I mean, yeah. you know, definitely like, you know, winter themed events would be good, like festivals or what have you. I mean, I think that's always fun because it gives people a way to potentially earn cosmetics, potentially you know earn experience or maybe get into some lore Mm. uh and i would i would love to see um maybe puzzles that unlock special bosses not Mm. not being the same one every year right that to me would probably not be as fun it'd still be cool to be able to have a world boss but um that comes out like once a year but having maybe some other things that allow you to maybe experience something new each year. That would be good for me, yeah. uh, winter and in ashes. Yeah. I'd love to, I, I, to add to that, I would say a big seasonal event. I, I don't want to see Christmas, like our Christmas or any of our yeah. like normal human holidays. Uh, I, but I want their, like, it's still, it's a time of year that, you know, people take off work and are around and available more. So having something that lines up with that, I think would still be really good to have. Uh, so I hope it's something semi-unique to the Varen universe, right. the Varen world anyway. And I guess Sanctus too, because it'll be a tradition that comes from there. Um, that incorporates exactly like Dalas to say, it's some world boss, some special events, could be some cool cosmetic collectible type items or skins um some even just fun like in-game items like running around and wow launching fireworks in front of the auction house so nobody can see the auctioneer (laughs) you know stuff like that just being a little being able to run around throw snowballs at people and yes you know like that fill up their bag space with a whole bunch of snowballs and then they can't ninja loot anything anymore you know whatever it takes right for all those ninja looters out there you know who you are (laughs) anyway for me, I think like I'm. I've been ever since we talked about it earlier on the show. I've been staring at the uh, uh, the map of Vera, and you know we have like two main continents. And what could be cool, even though like it could be like too ambitious. Let's say for winter, the western continent is kind of thriving, and you have this festival that feels like Christmas or the holidays, and like it's super cool, and you throw snowballs around and you get dailies for special achievements and stuff like that. And in the east, where you see like all these northern, like this these mountains that are always covered in snow, maybe it could be like a special enemy, a special enemy faction that starts invading from those mountains and prosper in the winter. Ooh. And it becomes a war effort on the eastern on the eastern continent. And maybe in the summer, it's the other way around. Or in the fall, it's the other way around. Like in the summer, the mountain continent is thriving. And on in the West, it's a special breed of orcs or something like that. From just swamp monsters. Cool. That'd be yeah. awesome. Dude, I, I dig that idea too. I think that um, the Elder Scrolls Online does a good job with their seasonal stuff. Cause it's very specific. Like it's not like with world of Warcraft, it was like father Kringle or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not great father winter, I think is his name. Right. But it was like, there's literally a big freaking Christmas tree in like the <laughs> capital cities with actual presents. It's, it's literally our holiday Christmas. 
in that game. Exactly, right? But <laughs> but in the Elder Scrolls, it's it's like what the new the new life festival or something, I think. New life. Right. Which is pretty cool. And you got like the uh the witches uh event, which was really cool that we recently did in October in ESO, which was super solid. And it's not like Halloween. It's you know, there's some elements that are similar, but it's not the same thing. The downside is what I always like about these types of holidays, and I think World of Warcraft does a good job with it. Um, I would love to see something between ESO and World of Warcraft, or even Guild Wars 2 is actually pretty good too. Um, they have some cool ones in there too. But something unique to the universe, right? Now, the thing I don't like in ESO is it's like this event ticket thing, which I don't really care a whole oh. lot for, the event ticket thing. I like that you can acquire things that are unique to that year through the event world of warcraft does a good job too but you have to go like farm some currency thing i think in world unless they've changed it's been a while now because i don't play no, anymore it's but pretty much the same gameplay loop yeah but they add a new pet and you can go and you can purchase if you grind it enough and you're a new player you can go purchase some of the older things or get them from the like um halloween buckets is a good example i think right there's like a lot of different things tied into that and through the candy, you get like a little buff candy. There's achievements tied to like PvP. There's like new pets that release that you can get. The little cat on a broom with a hat. I always loved that little one, which I thought was really great. That would like hover around and fly with you or whatever, or glide behind you. I think pets and things like that are really good incentive because, like, from a developer standpoint, skinning a new, you know what I mean? Reskinning like a pet. And making that a unique thing, well, this incentivizes people to grind, jump in and get it. But you don't have this like super daily have to grind each day or you miss out piece. Like you like an ESO, like an ESO, right? I think yeah. with ESO, the daily grind component is getting a little bit too much. Like they chained from uh, the Blackwood event into a bonus Blackwood event into the Halloween event into something else i'm like all right y'all chaining it and back to back your tickets every yeah. day if yes. you want to think or right. if you don't feel free to spend 25 dollars on event tickets in crown store buy them right there is a discount right now don't make like, them purchasable i know it's it's the the cash shop element to that game is the one that gets me they they're going a good direction with a lot of other things i'll say this for the elephant podcast but my point is there's a there's a middle ground like you don't in my opinion want the reasoning for people to to log in to be in your game because they're missing out on a daily login reward or because they have to be there like it's a job or they miss out. In my opinion, you want it to be more related to, well, I don't know. This is awesome. I really want this pet, right? Oh, I can't wait to go after this title. They added something new this year that's unique to an event that I can do. That's fun. I like doing PvP anyway. Maybe I want to go get buffed up with candy, hurl a little bit, get an achievement, go in the into Warsong Gulch, right? Cap the flag well under a buff or something. I mean, or you know, uh get this new little pet that you all in, invited in. Like that's cool. Like that, right? But the, I have to be on every day or I don't get a ticket. That sucks. Then that just sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That and takes like, the fun I out of know, 
I know I'm not the only person where I would love to be able to play every day, but sometimes something happens and I can, I physically cannot even be in my house exactly. for an entire day. Exactly. And then I just miss it. Yeah. And because I'm forced to miss it, I don't get that cool thing. It's not my fault, but the game punishes me for it. Right. The game shouldn't make you feel punished for not logging in. It should make me want to log in. And ESO needs to understand that because they have achievements that are the title of the achievements are badass. Mm -hmm. But the titles you get for your character for your characters absolutely suck compared to the names of the achievements. Yeah, that's true. Like that's if they true. just gave us cool titles, uh, dude, I would be grinding but they make it so you need to grind every day and not miss a day just to get one little thing. And I think Steven actually touched on it in past discussions and past Q&As a long time ago, like about the daily reward thing. Like he thinks it's okay, but he doesn't want people to log in just because they have to log in. They like, he wants them to want to log in. Mm, I load daily so much. I really do. <laughs> takes the freaking fun out like it was like artifact weapons for world of warcraft i was like dude this sucks the yeah. world quest daily thing like where they went like legion seemed great in theory i get to go fight demons but this this oh man it's like arcade and chain was the same do thing it, you sucked yeah you, you you had to get in every day to hit that bare minimum qualifier to be relevant in anything else mm -hmm. it it's like having to log in to get a damn event ticket or you don't get your thing. It's either way you look at it. That's a horrible reason to have to log in. I want to log in. Cause like, I can't wait to go progress on this, whatever this is, get a new pet, get a new mount, get a new title, right. Accomplish an achievement. Uh, you know what I mean? Band together and do this fun thing that you put in the game. When you make it about this qualifier or ticket, to me, you now you direct our attention away from the whole reason MMOs exist in the first place. For me, in mm -hmm. my opinion, right? It's acquisition of stuff and things that usually end up becoming irrelevant. I mean, I would argue relevance on it's irrelevant if this artifact weapon is is pointless later, right? Trivializes the work. Uh, it's irrelevant if you can just go to the cash shop to get the damn event ticket. Trivializes the work for the in-game people. To me, it's the same problem. It's just a different cutout of the same problem, in my opinion. So anyway, good tie into the next point, though, friends, right? Which is we're talking about the world. We're talking about things that can make a difference. Give us reason. Killing world bosses. This was something that was in the forums. Um, how killing world bosses could impact some aspects of the world, but not everything. I think, I mean, Pasha did the tie-in, right? The tie-in, the perfect tie-in was seasonal event thing is going on only exists during this event maybe there's a badass title or maybe there's a chance for a drop i like rare mount, mount drops that you can't always get i wanted my ashes of alar freaking hated how many times i had to farm that on multiple characters but when i finally got it and it also triggers you a little bit when you know the person's like oh, i just got this for the first time and i'm like shut up shut up i don't want to hear it <laughs> You're probably lying or you are really happy. Either way, it just feels fair. But now I'm grinding harder because I really want it. You can't just get it any other way. It's tied into this event. I think a, a freaking world boss tied into a seasonal event, right? Something that just pops. I mean, how much more, I mean, replayability when you think of the node system, this is just an idea. But you know a dragon spawns from this specific area in the world 
right? Only if it's from this node, because you got to have this node zone of influence in order for this thing, this cave or volcano to be eruptable for the dragon to get pissed off based on X amount of civilization's development to pop up and rise. How amazing if you want to talk about replayability and like player agency and need to like uh, unlock a node, make it to where a seasonal thing can only happen at certain points in the world if a node's been unlocked. How much more reason to take a damn node down do you need? Mm -hmm. Special. And, and trying to yeah. figure out which nodes yeah. unlock what. Like, yeah. you want to talk about a gameplay loop, that is a perpetual loop that's between all the servers might be shortened as they progress differently on the same map as, as a whole. But trying to figure out, okay, do I need to unlock a node over here or a node over here or a node over here? Like, where do we need to band together to put our efforts mm, yeah. to actually unlock content, to unlock a raid, to unlock a world boss or a dungeon, to affect change in the world? This is going to be a discoverable process by the player base. And the only way to do it is going to be sheer luck and getting to it. And once you've powered up a node to Metropolis, give it a what four weeks for all the seasons to roll through if mm -hmm. nothing special has happened well maybe it's time to abandon ship and go somewhere else catalog farm, farm what you need to farm out of that put it down in your guild notes like fuck this place we're out and go build up another place mm -hmm. and that's going to be a process that you see rolling across Farah. yeah that's replayability yeah, that yeah exactly that and the fact that you know you'll have mechanics that are dynamic too right i mean at least that was you know one of the points in terms of the vision that the team was looking at was that so the same fight you do isn't going to be the same fight every time right which something it's you know that happens like pretty consistently mm -hmm. unless you're like you know saying wow you're moving between difficulties there might be like some ability or mechanic differences but even then right within that tier of content right it's never going to change um so having not only that i think one of the comments here as well in uh in the chat was really important to say too um you know it's uh from ashes of narrower it's like it's yeah. it's healthy to be bored once in a while it sparks the imagination you set new goals but daily kills that yeah. Because it's just the same stuff over and over and over. And I mean, I've been on the fence with dailies, you know, for the most part is like sometimes like, hey, they might be fun quests to do and I don't mind them. And I'm getting, you know, kind of whatever reward I get is, you know, icing on the cake. But most of the time they are mind numbingly boring. And it's like the same like gameplay loop that just isn't fun it's one of those things right i don't want my gaming life to be a job i've got a job yeah. right uh and and so like having that ability to have variety and unique experiences whether that be like a new mechanic you're dealing with on a boss or frankly like i could see like in you know a winter event or any seasonal event that they're doing instead of dailies have a quest you know progression loop where even if you miss a day, you can still catch up on yesterday's quests. And it's it's like something that's more, I don't want to say linear, but it's not repetitive, right? It's something new. You might be discovering more lore or you might be venturing into a new area that, you know, like, you know, Pacha said, is like something opens up in a particular season and you might see something new in terms of a mob. Those are the kind of things where it's like, yeah, it's something that comes up each year. 
but each year it's not the same grind over and over for mm -hmm. you know currency in order to get xyz thing right right yeah acquisition through achievements like i'm such a huge proponent of this huge proponent of this it's a thing that with eso specifically i think they really missed the mark on they if they would shift i i'm a firm believer in this stance okay you can agree or disagree everybody it's fair but i this is my perspective okay if i enjoy a game i'm buying shit i'm supporting it i'm more invested financially and otherwise right with the elder scrolls online too many of the cool things have to be bought it's not it's enough insane. yeah they need to if they really want to get people in playing more that game would be doing so much better in my opinion the audience the player base would be thriving even more i truly believe this if they just went and tied in achievements to where mounts from meta achievements existed like in world of warcraft you tie something like that in there you tie it into seasons you tie it into all the different things okay people are playing their and it's already alt friendly people are playing their alts more you want to make money people will absolutely go in there pay to convenience for things like mount boot boosters to not have to go pay for i'm not saying i'm a i'm a huge proponent of this i'm just saying it's a much better way to focus on that to to get these really cool mounts to not most of the cool mounts and pets and things tie that into meta achievements people got to go in and they got to earn them they got to work hard to get them right they got to get different achievements in order to get the different variations of it right get rid of that putting it in the cash shop for rng crates right and then if your audience is greater and you're already alt friendly now people have more reason to in you already got the like alliance change tokens you already got all these things in place that are paid for convenience items right and now the majority of acquisition of the best looking mounts pets etc mementos are from in-game achievements you've got to play the game more to get it you've got to band together with other people to achieve it the money will flow man people are going to then be more uh likely to pay for the subscription cost now they're running around they're actually wanting to craft you, you there's anyway there are so many lessons to learn from this and i got a couple points that we're going to tie into one's an old one but if you got any final thoughts on this guys just jump on in i know i kind of like jumped on that but it's a hell of a segue to where we're going going once twice <laughs> no daily component this is a great tie-in to daedalus had a perspective we wanted to hit on oh a good month or so ago we're, we're coming back around i didn't forget it he had brought this up was like yo we could talk about this got a good point of reference with new world i'm gonna let him sort of spearhead this one but the the main takeaway is tavern bulletin boards and mm. similarities between other games now this is a cautionary tale because this is something we don't want to turn daily i think in my opinion but how can we do it right any ideas daylis you want to spearhead on? yeah this yeah let me set this up a little bit sure. so you know when i was you know pretty religiously playing new world like one of the things that i really liked um and i know not everybody shared this opinion um but what i really like is having like a town board where i could go and gather materials or craft or do something and contribute to building the town up so there would be you know the people that run the town could put up different board quests and you could you know like you know upgrade like the smithy or you could 
like create a buff for the area or just different things or you could maintain the town for that matter right and again i think the concept uh was really i liked it i liked the fact that it was decent experience it was something that i could do in addition to just questing and it could be something that i could do naturally like you're going out there in the world you're naturally gathering materials you're naturally crafting if you're into crafting right so it's just another way to make crafting relevant um in my opinion um but i would you know let's say there's it, it could definitely go awry it could be like a way to air quotes power level right um you know but i think at the end of the day i think that's something that potentially should be looked at um as like an option and maybe working out the kinks a little more as intrepid thinks about it but how are you going to really get to a point where we're contributing and seeing how our contributions are changing a node? I think something like that system would be really good to have. Like in addition to, um, you know, I think the way they set it up in in the alpha was you actually go to the building directly and contribute. So, I mean, it's a little slightly different flavor, but at the end of the day, it's a way for people to still contribute and they don't have to be like at air quotes end game to be able to make it happen and help the world change and evolve. Yeah, I definitely feel that. It's a cautionary tale with freaking mission boards or bounty or bulletin boards, you know, is like the the redundancy. I'm not a big fan of that. Like I don't want I just you if you just give me a some something new going on in the world to check out like i don't need dailies to log in man i hate dailies it it pushes me away more than anything i i i think like i i love the idea of having a bulletin board i want it to be 100 user focused though Absolutely. like there's no npc given quests or anything on there perhaps the mayor can choose to post yes. uh, resource gathering stuff on there mm. um, but guilds could also post on there whether it's resource gathering or recruitment uh, people could recruit for a party perhaps to go and conquer a dungeon x amount of time down the road and try to basically have a roster put together for that if they're not in a guild or they don't have the participation from their guild to go do that um or or just questing in general that way that would be a really cool way to bring that together especially on uh user-driven taverns and whatnot i i think that the reward because they're person to person given the rewards have to be that way too and if you're going to give experience as a reward i think that has to come from somewhere like whatever experience you earn from killing monsters or gathering or crafting or whatever that that's natural and organic you're going to get that anyway but if you're going to give it as a part of your quest reward that comes from uh, your character or your node experience or your guild level experience perhaps there maybe there's a separate pool you can pull from for that otherwise i think you're looking at monetary and item rewards that you are choosing to give players so that it's not a means of power leveling but it's up to you to make it incentivized enough to trade it's a, more like a bartering system you go out and do this work to get this for me i will give you this i think would be a, a decent way to do it and it would be up to the player base to see how much they need to offer before they're like okay no you know what that's just not worth my time or I'm not interested in those items, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give my resources to you. I'm gonna give my resources to the other guild that's asking for the same stuff, and they're giving me something that I need. So it could be a, an interesting way to incentivize the player base and community building that way, outside of acquiring mm -hmm. stuff through the marketplace and auction house. 
I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. Um, the XP, I don't know. I feel like there could be like a base XP that like these quests would give guaranteed by the game just to give an incentive for people to like go to these things. But the main thing I would change in this whole idea would actually going would actually go back to Sim when you presented the topic. It's a tavern bullet board. It would be in the taverns. And it wouldn't be at like the town square or anything. It would be in taverns, either mm -hmm. taverns that are freeholds, the ones that are player owned. That's yeah. the most important. Agree. Because it's one of the one of the many incentives for people to actually own taverns and people to go to player owned taverns is mm -hmm. to you know get something in return why should i go to this tavern instead of just going to the general npc store and i feel like it would be a really good incentive um for like it would be a really good way of making money as a tavern owner to have that board where guilds can approach you and be like yo we need like we need people we need to recruit we need these resources we need that can we give you gold in exchange for you posting our ad or our quest on your board and i think it would be really good i think that would actually work and like keep this economy alive between players instead of being a given by the game so yeah. i'll go on and go on you know, one other thing that a grunt tag posted in chat I wanted to touch on as well, because there's definitely like um, you had mentioned, right, there's a cautionary tale component to this sim too. Is it, you know, there's got to be a balance in how much of, you know, these quests are driven by things you can just easily buy on an auction house, right? So I think there's got to be a combination of things. I mean, I like the idea of player-driven quests within reason right and i think the amount of experience should be limited right it shouldn't be like the only way somebody can level is by doing this and that's how they do it and mm -hmm. like frankly in new world it was you know once i discovered this method right it was far superior to just do a town board quest than actually going out and interacting with anyone so definitely you feel like okay that's something that's got to be fixed um and I want it to be a combination of maybe there's some materials on there, but part of those, you know, material gathering is also going out in the world and doing something or mm -hmm. potentially killing a boss or finding an item and not have it be like repetitive, not get it into that whole daily gameplay loop. It's just, oh, hey, it's this special project we're doing for the town or it's something a guild is putting together to drive participation in, you know, maintaining a town or something mm -hmm. where there's an active social component to it right. versus it, you know, being me, which is what it was in new world, right. Basically staying within the confines of the town or pretty much, you know, just outside the town and gathering and then coming back in and this, you know, doing that over again, it was definitely the most efficient. It was, also definitely not the most fun <laughs> either but it was a means to an end at that point right because i was really looking at and again that was probably another you know discussion for another time but it was a means to an end for me to get to a max level when the game opened up for me yeah. right and i think that's that's where i think ashes needs to do better is that it's don't make it tedious you know make it relevant 
but don't make it a means to an end in the sense that like all the good stuff is going to be at the end of the road versus making it be like something where you can really see, Hey, I'm doing something for my node that I'm a citizen of, um, at, you know, level 15 versus, you know, level 40 or 50 or whatever. Right. Um, so that, that's also something relevant. I wanted to call out from chat because Gruntag and I actually talked about this, um, tip quite a bit, uh, or this, uh, this topic quite a bit offline. Yeah, I see you, Gruntag. I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. But I did link in chat at the Ashes HQ Taverns page specifically. Uh, and there was, as we were talking about this, I started thinking about, because, you know, the beauty of uh, putting these pages together is, is you're like, you know, I remember some other things that we could tie into bulletin boards. And I made a couple notes as uh, Pasha was talking as well. Um, well, as you all were talking, actually, it kind of like chimed me in. So, so when we talk about bulletin boards, right? One thing that specifically I think would be a really great opportunity for Intrepid to capitalize on would be the calendar system. And this is good. This is really good, right? Because not just like picking up a quest, but, you know, maybe uh, doing pug pug person, right? They go in, they put in a um, they got a freehold around here. We're trying to put uh, together in this area, this, you know, in this area of the node, the people in this domain, this region, we're trying to put together a raid group. Uh, it's going to be at this time, this place. You go, you pick it up from this tavern bulletin board, right? The person had to go there to post it because, you know, maybe this is a tavern that they they tend to come visit regularly, right? This is the place they like to hang out. The freehold's close by, right? They know the innkeeper, the tavern keeper. They know the homies. They play some games in there. They have to kick it on the weekends. They go and they post up, hey, I'm going to throw together a, a raid group. Here's what I need. You're a tank. You go up. You're like, oh, they need a tank. They grab it. Boom. Puts it on your calendar, right? You get a little notification in game whenever you're getting close to that time. This is a great way to utilize and capitalize on calendars where I don't feel like you actually get this very often. Also a great way for the tavern owner who might be working on progression because keep in mind, tavern progression, right? One of the things that player-owned taverns can capitalize on is meals that grant buffs for a period of time once the player leaves, recipes that could be used or sold uh, for cooking professions exclusively found via a tavern. They could, the tavern owner could then pin on their own board. I'm looking for these particular things. Also keep in mind that there are tavern games that could be shared that are acquired in the world, right? So there's a lot of different layers of the game that people that run or regularly visit taverns could capitalize on utilizing the board, whether we're talking about PVE, we're talking about like games, we're talking about foods. I mean, there's, I mean, hosting an event like yo we're gonna have a i don't know card competition come on ashes y'all can make this work come up with your own version of gwent for ashes oh wait let's go homies or a brawl in the basement of the tavern yeah (laughs) not mine no one talks about fight club (laughs) right that would be pretty awesome i would love that that. that'll only be in the religious nodes mentoring you gotta system? have the password Jeez. <laughs> basement rave mm-hmm. get the, the mentor tablet. system too right i mean a mentor or you know could go and be like hey i'm sponsoring an event i'm going to help any any anybody here who's new to the game in this area that needs to figure a b and c out i'm going to run this event on this day yeah you or know. a guide for the region yeah hey there you go here's points of interest 
yeah, this dude guy. knows all the points of interest in the area and mm-hmm. all cool stuff to show you. He yeah. posts an, an ad. Yeah. Going to teach you all this thing on this day and time. Meet me at the tavern. Please Ooh. link achievement. Oh, oh my gosh, call dude. This no. number, call this number for a good time. You know, all, all right. that stuff. I need you to link your head of the curve uh, there, mentor, if you're going to actually lead this. Uh, if you don't have your achievement link, I'm just not going to take you seriously, brah. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Unbelievable down with the head of the curve bs yo <sighs> great ideas they you say you know it. all the places how do i know you tell them yeah i need to see your map showing that you've got these places I need, in to, uh, I need to see your achievement score sir right oh my gosh can you ma- imagine there being some 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 troll some some peasant came over to one of, i'm calling him a peasant because it's my way of talking shit came over and linked and was like you need to compete with my my um 10 stars in the forums and go learn a few things there before you post a video i'm like shut the fuck up get out of here with that <laughs> shit get out of here with that bs dude oh man i can't stand people like that that lead us to think that they know it all like you mm-hmm. are you're the fucking thing wrong in mmorpg communities this is why people jump into a game go try to run a dungeon right and then someone like you runs their mouth and this is the first experience this person has of running a dungeon then they're like this really kind of sucks f this game don't want to play we wonder why mmorpgs right have been in this stagnant ass place while other genres have continued to progress for a freaking decade in my opinion sorry rant over no one redeemed a sim rep, but y'all would anyway it's people. fun it's usually me ranting on on these podcasts i know here i don't know I'm so glad i'm taking a vacation guys it's <laughs> december <laughs> oh december man it's just a uh, relaxed right. time for pasha oh my gosh y'all are so bad you guys should just stop playing the game it's like homie they just got here they don't even know what the hell's going on you mad bro <laughs> you mad bro you mad man <laughs> but I, i'm being mindful of the time <clears throat> And I want to hit on one thing. I've recently visiting subreddits and things like that. And there's someone, I'm not going to name any names that I saw, who's a mod, who's also a content creator. And they're a mod for a Reddit. And I was like, that's interesting. You know, I kind of see why Intrepid, and this is me going back to, this is just wisdom, when you see that they they don't allow, they didn't previously, and I don't think they ever probably will, they've kind of made a very specific mindful choice of not having developers be in like content creators, discords. They've made it to where moderators um, basically aren't official content creators if you're a moderator in like their discord, et cetera. You know, and, I, and I, I've been, I see people who are kind of like in these roles where they're a moderator in some capacity of like a subreddit or a discord community. And I'm like, really, really smart decision. Right. And people for a long time going, why aren't these people here? Why don't they allow them to do this or that? And I'm like, here's why this gets, it blurs the lines, man. Right. And you got really unfortunate things that play out in community. Sometimes you don't want, you don't want to have to worry about that sort of boundary being crossed and I see it. So like shout out to Intrepid for making the mindful decision for years now to like go, look, you can be here doing this thing. You can't have your foot in both. It can be a conflict of interest. 
and I see it happening regularly. Um, it happens in the Arc Age community. I see it happening. There's conflict of interest because all it takes is one person to to do something negative to someone else in the community and be in an authority position. And now mm-hmm. this reflects negatively on the game or the developer. So shout out to Intrepid for being mindful and making that, you know, what I view as a pro-social choice for a long time now. Too many bad scenarios where I've seen that happen. I don't know about you all if you see that happen, but I, I've seen multiple times this happen now. Honestly, not necessarily in video games, but just in general, like even work and stuff like that. There's always like these like side projects and you don't want to see someone from management also managing like a team of equals at work, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You don't want it. You want a separation of powers. Yes. So that way, if there is an issue that arises, you can isolate it as fast as possible and it doesn't affect your reputation yeah absolutely reputation is important too especially where you really have agency Mm -hmm. you know on how that kind of unfolds yeah and like there are creeps everywhere online and just in real life and like if you if you get a content creator you get a anybody who's like accused of sexual harassment you don't want it touch intrepid if intrepid isn't behind it so if it's a content creator they can just remove his tag and like say bye bye but if he if he's like a moderator a dev a moderator on reddit on discord and a content creator then people will think that like he's being endorsed by the company so you don't want yes and intrepid's already had a few scenarios where there's been a bit of a bad rap that's come down the chain. I'm not going to name anybody. I'm not, but it's happened more than once, right? Someone who is a moderator who created content, right? Started bad mouthing the game. And then this negatively reflects on intrepid studios and their choice of who they had as a moderator. Yeah. Person who was official content creator who started bad mouthing the game horribly got removed. Right. Imagine yeah. keeping somebody in that capacity. Cause there's a difference between sharing information and having constructive criticism and then just blatantly bad mouthing the studio and you're in this position where you know you're you you, like you said you're kind of like hey this is someone we trust to be in this position or to advocate and then they present studio yeah exactly landstores like sim lol i'm like i don't care i'm not wrong it's not like i'm talking a bunch of shit i'm just stating facts man jeez right like Oh, here it is. Oh, this is why the smile was there. Oh, this, this is why you gotta watch it live on Twitch, guys. Exactly. It's in the chat. Unbelievable. This is the real reason Sim will never be a mod. Ever. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with disassociation. No, I'm not confirming anything it's got by nothing saying to ever. Do with that. No. Unbelievable. I Quote unquote. I did not, I did not ninja I did not ninja loot that person. Freaking <laughs> unbelievable community. It's community. I swear they gave it to me willingly. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I, I think the other thing that maybe around, you know, content creators also being in a position of power, right? Be it mod or something else, right? Is is there is like uh an issue with equity, like equity yeah. for other content creators as well. Like they may be
be a really stand up person and not do anything that's going to really going to disparage the character of intrepid. Yeah. But the fact is there's an assumption, whether it's true or not, that they might get, be getting, you know, access to other things that yeah. other content creators aren't yeah. right. And again, whether that's right or wrong, there's the perception of that can be pretty damaging too. And, uh-huh. and to your point around, um, you know, somebody bad mouthing the game. I think there's a definitely a difference between bad mouthing and holding a um, developer accountable. But I think in either scenario, right, yeah. you you have to, you know, have that separation of church and state, right? You you need to have an official content creator tag that's not tied to any position of power. And if somebody violates the rules, right, then they're out. But that's not to say, I mean, I know we have had plenty of constructive criticism for the team. Oh, yeah. They've gotten a lot of constructive criticism. They have addressed that constructive criticism, you know, depending on whether or not it it tied with their vision, right? They're not going to listen and do everything the community says. They still have a vision to tie out to. But there's that, which I think is totally okay. We all need to hold developers accountable, right? You know vote with our thoughts and vote with our dollars. But what I don't am am never a fan of is just spreading like false truths or things that aren't backed up by fact. Right. That's to me where um, this can go horribly wrong. Right. Not only for a company, but also for that content creator, because they're going to lose credibility at the end of the day. Uh, So, yeah. And there's a lot of people, there, there are a lot of people who are, like, not as, like, in the know as us in Ashes of Creation. And, like, I've had in the past, just for, like, Intrepid, just for our case here, it's not a moderator, it's not a content creator, it's not a, a, a developer. It was someone in the, like, someone who spent a lot of money on backing oh, the game gosh. and got Phoenix Initiative. And because right. they got Phoenix Initiative, they, they they get to sit down with the devs from time to time and, like, talk. And they get to be in the know more than other people, which is fine. You paid, you like, you paid for it. But because this person was in the Phoenix Initiative and was bragging about it all the time, and one day started just talking absolutely, like, bullshit about the game. They were making up oh, things God, about the game. Yes. That Steven said yeah. were not going to happen. They said it was going to happen. Or like Steven never said anything about it. And they said, well, Steven said it like once when I was talking to him on Discord. Because, you know, he must, he's my best friend. Yeah. And this person was also, unfortunately, like not morally the best person in mm-hmm. their behavior. And I had to explain to a lot, like to a few people, yeah. like this person is not a developer. No. Being in like the Phoenix Initiative no. doesn't mean they know that much more about the game. What they're telling you, you should always look it up. Right. You should always look at the wiki to see if the person is telling you the truth. Right. And if their behavior is not okay, keep in mind, they're not representing Intrepid Studios. But a lot of people don't know that they see phoenix initiative yeah and they're like wow those are some special people you're not allowed to share any of that information too by the way you're not allowed to share it and like people were just like oh well maybe he didn't share it well maybe what he shared he said one day like 
Steven told it, like, talked to me in private on Discord one day and told me that. So, like, it's not, like, in the NDA Phoenix. I'm like, dude, just stop yeah. talking shit. Just stop saying whatever comes to, like, mind. It's not because you want it that Steven said it. Right. And they lead, like, a lot of people to be, like, misinformed about the game. And a yeah. lot of people think these people are devs. I know. There's, there's not. Definitely, it's, I think, a cautionary tale. There's, you're always going to get the people who are trying to, like, I think, lead that they have more of authority that, mm -hmm. you know, than they actually do. They'll represent themselves as being part of the intrepid team or if Ash is a creation. And I, if they're doing that, you got to, you know, if it doesn't come down from intrepid, you, you got to really, you can't take it at face value. Um, because nobody in that position is gonna gonna be able to share that information, privileged information, unless they get the confirmation from the team and or Steven. Um, and I think it's a, it's something I'm really I actually am very happy. Um, I was in the official content creator program for from like the early, one of the earliest ones, right? Like I'm not bragging. It just I was like one of the first like I think five or something that was mm -hmm. even in there, right? I'm not bragging by saying this. My point is is I watched that program as it was unfolding. It had a lot of positives about it, right? But you also had a lot of people that were in there that didn't do anything to help with the game, right? Or were being very presumptuous or saying things that weren't accurate or reflecting that they knew things that they really didn't or pretending like they were in on info and there's stuff that shouldn't have been happening, right? So the reframing, I've been kicked out the program. I'm not a part of it anymore. That's fine. I'm happy with it. That's great good on them because they've got a whole new framework that looks like it's going to be really nice. And also from what Margaret said it twice now, <laughs> that is not what ninja looting gets to. It's <laughs> bullshit. All right. And the team will confirm it. Okay. That's look. what ninja looting Steven gets you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, look, look, I, I hate to like burst your bubble. You can't take everything Steven says. I'm saying this in all fun here. Can't take it at face value because the guy will cheat. There's evidence, right? Go back to that D&D &D campaign during their last 24-hour live stream, right? He had to compete with another person at the studio. He blew their cards over, okay? I'm just saying. But, but didn't he blow it over after the the decision was made like he lost and then he blew it over i mean that, that's possible that's not cheating because he's already lost i mean that, maybe the, i don't know man that's maybe. just being a goofball is a, it a bad I loser i don't know i don't know I, man. I think it was just like how dare you show up the boss take that you gotta state loot rules and be in a party in order for ninja looting to actually be credible is all i'm saying and that never happened with me ever isn't there a like a, a thing called like a gentleman's agreement or a, a no of etiquette there wasn't that that is conducted no. in in party uh party groups no anybody who kills a monster in the world unless told don't loot it, it's probably going to loot it because you're curious you don't know what the looting's like in the game i'm just saying right Broodmother fell i mean i i play yeah. mmos the same way i play street fighter i just press buttons until things die <laughs> just <laughs> my head on the keyboard <laughs> that was a glorious time man look in, in all fairness i'm pretty excited about the new content creator program and uh, i'm excited to see who they choose to to fill the those roles down the road i think it's great they're taking their time there's no rush right um but i will say this uh it seems like margaret's made a couple notes around that um, where uh, if you're interested, everybody, you know, go 
do your due diligence, right? Go, go look at what they're looking for. They've outlined it on those uh, applications uh, and everything. But Margaret said it, uh, Margaret has said it a couple times now, and it's something I've noticed. So be mindful. It, it sounds like maybe that door's going to close some, somewhere in the near future. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that, but she's mentioned if you're going to apply, go do it now in the past two live streams. So it, it sounds like maybe that door might be closing. And with thousands of applicants, I could completely understand why maybe that would, at least for a while. So yeah, turn off the faucet and control of the flood. But I think she's even explicitly said that it's yeah. a finite window that, you know, yeah. in the future it would open back up, but sure. it will be closing for a period of time. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see, you know, the, the new perks for being in that program look amazing. And, uh, you know, I would, I'm looking forward to the future with ashes and they, they're certainly, certainly looking to provide a lot of value in that program where there's been a lot of programs I've been a part of previously, um, where there really wasn't a lot of perks to it specifically. Um, even when I was an official content creator previously and a lot of other people were, Steven didn't really join specifically for that reason. If you look, he joined pretty much anybody who's actively engaging. That oh, yeah. was hundred percent. Yeah. Just, you know, awesome. I mean, in the few times he joined us in Nash's Pathfinder, I feel like most of those times you weren't like content creator. Like you weren't in the in the program when he joined. He was just like he just mm. joined because it was right after like a, a live stream or right yeah. after a test. Yep. He just and, hopped like, in. We were just doing the show like right after. So he was like, All right, I'm gonna post an at everyone announcement in the Discord and I'm gonna yeah. hop on. Yeah, and 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 to be fair too, like any of the times I asked, it was like, "Hey, we're coming up on a year or a hundred episodes," or "Hey, people would like to see you on if you feel like jumping on." It was never like a, "I want to exercise my privilege as a con official content creator to see if you can join us." It was never like that, like ever. Mm -hmm. It was like, or hey, just get your whole chat to spam during one of their live streams. When you're gonna come on the Pathfinders? When you're gonna come on the Pathfinders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that actually never happened. Although I understand that's. May have happened in other scenarios for other people, but uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because hammers up to all of y'all, your your stand up uh, community members. So much love. Although we're 154 right now, it's crazy, man. Nuts. I think mm -hmm. April is our three. Wait, how many years are we at now? Oh my god, I don't even remember anymore. Well, what, 2017, 2016, something like uh, that. So, yeah, 2017, right? Uh, 2017, you started it. I, I started it. Wait, 2018 is when I started it officially as a podcast. But wait a minute, was it 2017? Oh, my God, I don't even yeah, know. It's, yeah, the Simcast, what you started, right, was in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, right? Is it? It's so it's so bad that I don't remember, huh? Because I just remember that. I mean, Kickstarter was 2017, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to assume Simcast was somewhere around there. Well, I started my, my old on... brain probably doesn't remember much, either. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, I think probably about four years, like at that milestone for sure. I <laughs> said we're great in the last I'm four years of your life. No, nah, absolutely not. This has been a beautiful journey. <laughs> really? I, I have many regrets, but this podcast is not one of them. No, dude, there's been too many good times, man. This is like one of the things I look forward to every week. I'll be honest. I'm like the booster kicked my ass last week. I was dudes, the nausea from that booster shot. I never had nausea when I got the first and second one. 
this booster gave me nausea for the past three days. It's finally starting to go away. I have been absolutely wiped. And I'll be honest, if I had my way, I'd be laying in bed right now. But we stay the course. And I was like, no, I can make this happen. So it's happening, period. Also, Pasha's here. They listen back. I have to. Uh, it's too much fun. I love this freaking yeah. round table every week, dude. It's one of my favorite things. Oh. It's the best day of my week. It's, it is. It's one of the best, man, for me. This is like one of my favorite, most look forward to moments. And what a hell of a note to leave on, right? Because friends, we're winding down the end of our show. So, gentlemen, any final thoughts while we wrap this one up? Because we got to pick back up next week on some of the other ones. No, I'm good here. No? Yeah, all good. All good. All good. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on this podcast? All right, I'll kick it off here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald. And half tilt. I am on Twitter at half underscore tilt or on Discord, half tilt gamer. And Pasha. You can find me every Sunday on Twitch. Uh, nice. It's uh, Pacha TV on Twitch or on Twitter at TV Pacha. Uh, I stream every Sunday at noon with my partner, The Shaded Leaf. So I'll see you guys over there. Nice. Well, friends, might be at the end of our show today. But got to remind everybody, as we always do, you don't have to be on this roundtable on Sundays to be a Pathfinder. The Pathfinders are every damn one of you that listen, watch it, contribute, join us live. You're all here, right? Much love to all of you in Trepid Studios and friends. Until next week, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you again real soon. Take care, everyone. Take care, folks. Bye, guys.